Welcome to the first bonus episode of the Heart of Jack's podcast. Yay! I'm going to release these bonus segments from time to time, and here's why I even have one this week. I have not mentioned that the book and the podcast are both intended to do their work without any references to either COVID-19 or politics, even though these two things are devouring the national consciousness even as I record this. I don't want the book or the podcast episodes to have any kind of time capsule quality, but to be as evergreen as possible. A side benefit of this for me personally has been that work on the Heart of Jack's project has been a remarkably effective refuge from these two awful realities that otherwise completely dominate my brain. So I got this message for the call-in show from Chris, and while it was a little too topical to include in the main podcast, I thought it was pretty awesome, and I decided to separate it from the show as a bonus for you, my awesome listeners. So here goes. Hey, Paul. This is Chris from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I actually have two questions for you after listening to the most recent podcast. The first is hygienic, which is where do guys come in a jack-off club, but physically? And what rules do you have in place to avoid accidental like contamination? Like, oh my eye, and similar vein, who has to clean it all up afterwards? That's all part one. Part two is a design challenge for you, which is to say, in a worst case scenario where we don't get a COVID vaccine anytime soon, how would you design a pandemic safe Jack's experience? All right, but I've already answered. Thanks, keep up the good work. Okay, Chris, I need to point out that this is actually four questions, not two. So question number one, where do guys come? We allow guys to freely ejaculate anywhere in the club that is not on another person who has not given explicit consent. They can always come on themselves or on the floor, and all the furniture is amply covered with canvas drop cloths that are commercially laundered between events. Volunteers at the Jacks also monitor the space, and if a canvas needs to be changed out, they can do that. If someone wants others to come on them, they have to be explicit, both requesting it and giving consent. We also ask all members to announce their impending ejaculations with words, not just heavy breathing. The way consent usually works is something like this. I'm coming. Come on me. In just five words, members have engaged each other explicitly and gained consent to deposit their semen upon their welcoming fellows. In the aftermath, the helpful cleanup occurs or the anointed one chooses to wear it. Now, some people might find this gross. I promise you, it's fine. Most women deal with blood much of their lives, and the vast majority of them adapt to the rituals and basic hygiene of accommodating that part of their body functions. Men deal with and adapt to the production of semen with much, much greater frequency, and usually for many more years. Question number two. Are there rules for accidental contamination? Now, hygiene is provided for and encouraged, but not dictated or enforced through rules, particularly with regard to contact with semen. Also, everyone in jack-off clubs, really every single guy, has already been masturbating and forming cleanup habits literally since puberty. 
By the time we arrive at the jacks, we've already ejaculated thousands of times and figured out what cleanup is all about. And those habits are, largely, carried into the space without any thought or planning necessary. In fact, it's one of the more interesting phenomena that it is very common for one guy to ejaculate and for another guy to go retrieve a roll of paper towels or wet wipes and either clean his buddy up, almost as an act of service, or simply act as cleanup caddy. It's actually a really warm and friendly gesture. We all tend to clean up as we go, wiping up cum with paper towels, wadding them up, and tossing them into wastebaskets. It is also true that many guys like to wear semen, rubbing it into their skin rather than off, and specifically not removing it. Now, being the OCD guy that I am, I consulted with sexual health experts and doctors about the dangers of getting jizzed on as far as sexually transmitted infections are concerned. And all that I heard was that virtually nobody was going to catch anything that way, even if he received dozens of loads all over his body. The reason an infection is sexually transmitted has to do with an airless injection of body fluids and the presence of air actually neutralizes that threat. Mostly. Two exceptions are HPV and HSV2, which can be transmitted by touch. Of HPV, the CDC says this, HPV is so common that nearly all sexually active men and women get the virus at some point in their lives. That renders the subject moot at a jack-off club. If you have any sex that's not solo sex, you are very likely to already be carrying this passenger. HSV-2, genital herpes, is a slightly different story. Although it's a very common virus and has no symptoms for most people who carry it, it's not as endemic as HPV, meaning that many people don't have it yet and can be transmitted easily, even though this happens mainly through contact with skin, not semen. The Rain City Jack's Code of Conduct says this, Article 8, Illness. Do not attend an RCJ event if you have or suspect that you may have any disease that you can spread to other members in the course of an event. This includes common colds and flu, herpes outbreaks, and staph infections. HIV is not considered communicable in the context of club activities. HIV-positive men are welcome to join the club and participate in events in accordance with our rules as there is no evidence of transmission of the virus through mutual masturbation. Also, during new member orientation, we expand on that a little bit, advising new members that they should never come to the Jacks if they don't feel completely well, and specifically if they have any kind of lesion or sore anywhere. What we say is, if you have symptoms, you should go to your doctor or a clinic, not to a Jack-Off club. We also tell guys explicitly to avoid getting any body fluids in any opening, like a mouth, a butthole, or the eyes. Question number three. Who has to clean it all up afterwards? All of it. Aside from the on-the-spot wiping up I already mentioned, most jack-off clubs end their events with a thorough cleaning, although everyone manages it a little bit differently. Some clubs cover the entire floor with sheets or canvas when they start, so they can just scoop up and launder it afterwards. Other clubs like San Francisco Jacks and Rain City Jacks mop the play space with a disinfectant cleaner and also do a spray and wipe down of all surfaces to remove any trace of lube, dirt, or liquid love. Organized clubs rent event space and are invested in maintaining good relationships with our hosts. Since none of the clubs in the U.S. allows drugs or alcohol, the people who volunteer or are paid to do the cleanup are not impaired. So every jack-off club I've been to is known as a responsible and welcome renter. Our hosts generally love us. Question number four. How would I design a pandemic safe jacks experience? 
Okay, first, I want to address what you refer to as the worst case scenario of not getting a COVID vaccine anytime soon. First off, not getting a COVID vaccine anytime soon is not the worst case scenario, okay? I know that I can imagine many, many far worse scenarios, and I suspect that you can too, Chris. I'm not even going to suggest any samples. Also, not getting a COVID vaccine anytime soon is actually the really likely scenario. If there is one anytime soon, it would be historically fast. SARS-CoV-2 is new. That's what the novel and novel coronavirus means. And while we're learning a whole lot about it really fast, much of what we need to know to deal effectively with it is going to be learned over years. And those learnings are not going to come without time. My advice for everyone I know is to set your mind on the long game and don't allow your emotions to be driven by impatience. Grieve the loss of the way things were, the ease of going wherever we wanted without fear or even thought. Acknowledge that we wish this weren't happening. Feel sad, feel angry, commiserate with your friends and coworkers over Zoom, and then put it away for a while. You can always complain more later. Part of being healthy is about setting aside worry and coming back to first principles of good self-care. And as long as we're focused on a future that seems more uncertain than usual, because in case you forgot, the future is always uncertain, we miss our lives in the present. Acknowledge that this fucking sucks. And then take a walk, read a book, write a letter, play with your kids, bake a cake, make love with your partner, make love with yourself. One worst case scenario is that we get stuck worrying about a future that we could never control anyway and miss everything that's available right now. I'm not saying we shouldn't hope. I'm saying don't live in your hope. Live in your life. As far as designing a pandemic safe Jack's experience, I really don't think I can do that. The experience is tactile, personal, human. It's traditional. I, I write and I speak about the Jacks in the present tense, but in reality, none of the Jackoff clubs around the world are currently operating. We're all waiting. A pandemic safe experience would not be a Jacks experience. I've discussed this with other leaders in the Jacks community, and only one guy has tried it. Hosting outdoor events in Palm Springs and Fort Lauderdale at a clothing optional resort, requiring masks, physical distancing, those limitations were effective with regard to the coronavirus, but it meant that the appeal of the event was limited to a much smaller cadre of men, those interested in and satisfied by exhibitionism and voyeurism, because there would be no exchange of touch. Now, while there are plenty of guys who love this, for the great majority of men who come to the Jacks, touch is the secret sauce. Yes, touching penises, but even more, touching arms backs, legs, necks, touching with casual, easy affection and friendly affirmation. Most of us are so accustomed to not being touched in this way, we forget how important it is, how much we miss it when we go without it for days, weeks, years. The penis is such a prominent driving force for men. It's easy to be led to the jacks by this. But I really do believe that it is the greater human contact that it leads to that makes the Jacks what it is. I believe that this is the core of the male bonding experience that many straight men talk about at the Jacks. The affirmation of friendly, affectionate, simple touch and man-to-man -man human connection is the foundation of the Jacks experience, not just masturbating together. 
I have a long view and I have patience. I also have confidence that a day will come when we can safely gather together in groups again. Go to parties, restaurants, bars, sports stadiums, theaters and churches and jack off clubs. When that happens, I don't know and neither do you. We never really know what the future holds. None of us do. Ever. Let's see what the next year has in store for us. And let's all do what we need to do to make life better than it is right now. That's your bonus episode. As always, you can reach me at podcast at theheartofjacks.com. Find me on Twitter at theheartofjacks. Or call me with your questions or comments at 206-580-3120. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.